0: Greetings, veterans and friends. John Ott here, your host at Pennsylvania Veterans Forward, where episode five is being broadcast from the 2022 National Convention. We have an interview with Rick McKenna, the deputy director of the national membership team. Rick is going to tell us a little bit about what he does and how the national membership team helps uh, with the VFW. Uh, Really great show. Rick is a personal friend of mine, and I'm very, very honored to have him on the show as well. We've got a great convention. We've been having a fantastic convention here. Lots of things that have been going on, lots of new developments with resolutions and other things that are happening at the convention. So we'll have more on that uh, in episode six, uh, some of the convention wrap-up. But for right now, welcome my friend, Mr. Rick McKenna. From the national membership team. Here's the interview. Very good afternoon, uh, friends and guests and veterans. Uh, John Ott, your host at Pennsylvania Veterans Forward, broadcasting from the 2022 VFW National Convention here in Kansas City, Missouri. I'm joined by a special guest, a friend of mine, and uh, an extraordinary human being. Uh, you know, he's Air Force, but we uh, get special dispensation for them, and he's going to say, Don't hate me because of my ASFAB score. But uh, he's, uh, this is uh, Rick McKenna, Deputy Director of the National Membership Team here at uh, the National Headquarters in Kansas City. Rick, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, John. Thanks for having me today. You know, I've had an opportunity to watch your podcast a few times when you go ahead and post the link on Facebook. And, again, just uh, what I really appreciate about your podcast is just, again, another level of communication getting out to our, our uh, veterans, out, in, out, especially out in the state of Pennsylvania and what we're doing out as, as an organization. So thanks for what you're doing.
0: Well, thank you, and I appreciate that. Yeah, the goal of our podcast is really, you know, veteran service and veteran support and the outreach to, to get across to veterans. So um, great time to be here, exciting time. Over 5,000 people uh, registered for the convention, and uh, it's, been, it's been a, a whirlwind so far. The All-Ama- All-American, I know your, your group handles the All-American post and district commanders as well as department commanders. And for our viewers, because we have veterans and non-veterans alike, a little bit about, and we have also non-members watching the show, Oh, a little bit about the All-American program and why that is kind of the creme de la creme of the, the VFW.
1: Well, First of all, I want to start off by saying uh, it's an amazing uh, convention. If you, you couldn't make it this year, we ask you to please try to come. We try to make sure that every member of the VFW and their family feel very welcomed. It's, uh, you get to see firsthand the business of what the organization does. Uh, you get to meet a lot of comrades and their family members, especially on the auxiliary side. Uh, and it's one big happy family, and everybody loves to see everybody. And you know, obviously, let's face it, you know, we've we, we route-beated this COVID thing, you know, and but it's been three years since the full convention. The last one we had was in Orlando in 2019. So I'm just mesmerized by the size and scope of this year's convention. How many people, cause especially with the, you know, obviously the inflation right now, gas prices, but I'm just amazed by how many folks have come this year that you can tell people wanted to get back and get engaged, and so uh, I'm happy about that. So and I'm glad you're here as well, my friend.
0: Well, thank you, and I appreciate that. It is, uh, with the economy being the way and the expenses uh, being the way they are, to see over 5,000 people join us here at the National Convention is absolutely exciting, absolutely exciting. So I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, about your motto, and I'll let you introduce your motto about membership and, uh, and what that means, especially in the year where... Uh, the goals are to grow the organization. I know that you and, and Rick Butler, who's the director of the national membership team, Corey Hunt, uh, the associate director, and the collective membership team overall, want to grow the organization. So talk a little bit about your motto, and I said I'll let you, let you introduce it, your motto and what that means for membership and how we're going to implement or how you're going to implement that year.
1: Well, I've been using this model for a few years. And, you know, this year with uh, commander chief Mahelchek was uh, Make It Happen. Uh, the reality is, as I call it, membership in action. Because without the membership base, you cannot make it happen. Uh, when we get out there and we're, work, we're in our communities and we're working our community service programs, uh, we're out at uh, all types of events, our honor guard is uh, our, all across the country, our different honor guard, color guard, at our posts, going to funerals and whatnot, uh, they're seen, they're, they're, they're in, in action, as I call it. So our membership in action, going and doing great work, uh, getting into those high schools, talking about the Patriots' pen, Uh, talking about the uh, Voice of Democracy Scholarship today here at the uh, convention. Uh, The winner was announced back in March, a young lady from the state of New York. Uh, The T.C. Williams Award was a uh, $30,000 scholarship she was awarded back in March, and today she got an opportunity in front of the entire, both the auxiliary and the membership delegation today, and read her speech, and it was very, very passionate. So um, getting out in your communities, people learn what the Veterans of Foreign Wars are all about. You know, I always say that, you know, you know we're, are we still grandpa's VOW? Absolutely, but we're so much more than that today in 2022. And so when, if you think about us, it, oh, if there's just an old gym mill or a bar, then you're, you're missing what we do as an organization. Uh, you know, to be honest with you, about half our posts actually have a post home, I have the 6,000 posts, uh, of meeting community centers and everything else. The other ones uh, do have their own post home. Maybe only like a third of them actually have what they, we call a cantina bar. We also look at the bar as, as an added value. We have, uh, you know, there are veterans who, you know, obviously we go out and we do the work in the community. But it's kind of cool to come back and, you know, be around a like, pe- like people like you and me as veterans. And yeah. we poke poking each other about Air Force, Army, and whatnot. That's what we do as veterans. you know. And, and forgive me, but if that means having you either uh, uh, over a cup of coffee or a cold libation, so be it. It's part of that camaraderie that you get and only veterans understand what that's like. And so, uh, to me it's, uh, that's why I say membership and action, it, it, again, it's a culmination of what we do every single day, but you can't do it without the membership base. And so I'm very passionate to make sure that, I, I, like you, you're, you're, you're a certified national recruiter, we emphasize, we get out, we get in front of other fellow veterans to share our story, you know, and find out what that veteran is looking for what their need is, um, and I often kind of use this little cliche all the time when I'm talking to people about using our service officers, or they need unmet needs. That's great. That's what we do to help other veterans. But I'll ask a veteran when they join us all the time. I'll say, "Look, don't you get a little frustrated sometimes? You're out in the civilian community, you know, now, and you're on your own. And sometimes civilians don't understand. You're a little bit frustrated. and You wish you could be around like-minded people just to, you know, to feel more comfortable at home." I usually get that head nod and yes. Well, then then that's why you should come join the Veterans of Foreign Wars because you're going to be with your fellow brothers and sisters who have gone through the similar experiences as you have, and you're going to feel welcome, and you're going to feel a warm sensation of really, hey, this is where I belong. And so I love to share that story just like you do.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, I can tell you that even visiting just in the state of Pennsylvania, the number of posts, you know, over 400 posts in Pennsylvania, there's a transition now to transition from that age-old, oh, we're, we're, we're a smoky bar, people go to drink, they tell war stories, and, and the younger veterans have clearly said time after time again, this is not what we want. This is not the type of atmosphere that we're looking for. And there is a, trans- there's a real transition. Oh, we heard...
1: Absolutely, yeah. So, the, the, you know, you, if you go to most posts today, most of them have stomped out the smoking, uh, cleaned up their posts quite a bit, and they've made it more uh, family centered. And the the cool thing is, is a lot of your posts now are becoming more of a com- a veterans community center, uh, with to provide resources within that community. You know, I, I you know, you and I have talked offline. We I, I brag about my post in Lenexa, Kansas. Uh, Ten years ago, our post or eleven years ago, our post was less than about two hundred and fifty members, roughly. Today, we're six hundred and eighty four members, and it's and why is that? It's because of what we do in our community of Lenexa. And we've also, uh, we, we've invited other veteran service organizations in to utilize our facilities. So the American Legion Post 407, their riders, their auxiliary, their sons of American Legion, the, uh, the Marine Corps League, the MVATs used to meet there, but the local area, for some reason that chapter didn't hold it all together. We do Warrior Project, their peer mentor group that, that's in Kansas City also meets there once a month as well. So we make sure that we open it up uh, to have other uh, veterans come into our facility. And the great thing about it is, is that there's something for everybody. Not everybody's going to be qualified for the VFW. There's a certain criteria for us, but there may be other veteran service organizations that meet in our building that people can feel a sense of being at home and still be able to utilize our facility. So it's a win-win for everybody.
0: Absolutely. you know, And that's, that, that's a transition I'm talking about is understanding the needs of the veterans, past, present, and future and really adjusting our posts, our districts, our departments to serve the veterans. And that's what you critically heard today uh, from outgoing commander uh, Fritz Mahelchek who just had some really interesting stats about, you know, he was was very passionate about getting posts out there, BFW posts out there in their community. And he had a goal of, I think he said 10% of increasing the community service, 10%. And it went to 60, over 60 percent of, of increase, and, and the dollars donated back were just an incredible ones. Our partners here at Humana and Phillips and, and Twisted X and all of the other ones that have been uh, the, the national partners that have been just absolutely great in helping us carry out that mission. You
1: know, this next generation of veterans, these, uh, these post-9/11s, especially you and I are both Desert Storm guys, um, you know, again, they're looking for that next mission. That's what they're looking for. I mean, you know, they, you know, they come together, they, they serve together, and now in a different capacity but the same type of mission is paying it forward and helping those who are, who, are, who, are, who are in need. And it doesn't always have to be veterans. They go out in the community. You know, the great thing about it is I don't, you know, I hear a lot of times the older guys say, oh, we only have 15 people show up at the meeting. Great. But if you have a community service project that needs to be done, if some, some veterans that's wheelchair-bound that needs to get a ramp built to their house, and you get the word out, how many younger post-9-11 veterans are showing up with hammers and nails and, you know, or a tool, a, a tool bag wrapped around their waist and not ready to go to work? That's what's important. And, and they're leading, I'm telling you right now, this next generation is definitely in the way. And, and we're big tent. And so we value our older members, their, their, their wisdom and, and, and their mentorship is incredible, but, it, but it really the next generation, we want them to kind of take the organization forward in the next steps.
0: Yeah, that's uh that's really important. That's uh there's a 30-year gap between the Vietnam veterans and the Desert Storm, you know, the veterans. It's important to have that transition now of that leadership, the, the Desert Storm veterans, Iraq, Afghanistan veterans, into the organization and keep the organization going. The organization we uh, the the PAC Act was passed recently, as you heard the commander in chief uh talk about. It is uh, hung up in the Senate, but that Action Corps and that legislative arm of uh, the VFW is incredible, and they move mountains. They really do. Well, they move mountains because you move mountains. You, the veteran, move mountains with Action Corps. Talk a little bit about those recent victories as well.
1: You know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to emphasize, and, and, and I'm going to talk directly to your your your, uh, your group in Pennsylvania. Um, I, I, I don't know how soon you're going to get this podcast out, but... You need to blow up Senator Pat Toomey's phones, okay? This PACT Act is absolutely crucial. I have, a, I have a very clear message, and I've always said this. If you can afford to send us to war, you have an obligation to take care of us when we come home. And Senator Toomey, I understand you know, you're know you retiring, but at the end of the day, you still have an obligation right now to make one last great opportunity to take care of our fellow veterans. So.
0: Absolutely, and Action Corps is a great way to do that. Uh, Action Corps. If you go to vfw.org, that's vfw.org, and you look for you search on the on the page there for Action Corps. Uh, you can uh, there's a QR code. You can scan that code, or you can click the link for Action Corps. Anybody over the 18 years of age can be part of that, and that is really the legis that, that that's a legit that's an arm of the legislative division here at the VFW to get the U.S. government to honor its promises, right? And again, if they can afford to send us to war, you're absolutely right. They need to take care of us, absolutely.
1: Yeah, so, like I said, I mean, this morning, you know, I, again, I did, uh, um, I mean, the Action Corps, what it does is it, it really puts into motion, you know, when we have 1.5 million members between the, the VFW membership and the auxiliary, and all of a sudden, I don't know, you know between what uh, Commander-in-Chief Mihalcek, uh pressed on this morning about contacting Senator Toomey's office... I mean, I can't imagine, you know, I'm sure the phones are ringing off the hook this morning right up there, but again, um, it's the right thing to do. Get, go out there um, and make sure, and, and if you have a, a representative that's wobbling on this, you know, do the same thing. Let's, let's, let's let them know that the strength of our veteran uh, community is, is solid, We're, we are unified, and again, I uh, can't stress it enough, you know you, don't, you know, you have no problem sending us off to a war, and we have no problem going in and fighting that war we have a fiduciary responsibility to take care of these folks when they come home you know i mean our freedom on the freedom that we have is because it is served on on such a one percent one percent of the population less than one percent serves in our united states military so 99 percent of the country your freedom your your rights every day are protected by so few i don't this is not a big deal this should not be should not be a political issue at all and i always say i don't care what side of the aisle on when it comes to veterans issues, there is no Republican. There is no there is no Democrat. It is just veteran support, and we need to make this happen.
0: Indeed, and that's, uh, that's well said. That's well said. I'd like to, to transition to, um, you know, we have a presumptive uh, commander-in-chief, uh, uh, Tim Borland, uh, who hails from Arizona, right? Uh, he, uh, he is the presumptive uh, nominee and uh, will be, uh, if elected, he will be the national commander. Um, you know, he's... I know your team sits down with them, uh, with the presumptive uh, nominee and, and potential co- incoming commander. You go through your membership booklet. I, uh, I attended that membership seminar that you had yesterday. It was great. Uh, tell us a little bit about what uh, the, the, the top three things that uh, the incoming commander in chief have said are his priorities and how the membership team, the national membership team, is there to support those priorities.
1: Well, his slogan is going to be, uh, every veteran counts. And I think that's a strong statement. Uh, he makes sure that our vet- uh, every veteran is welcome, that is eligible for the VFW or eligible for the VFW Auxiliary. Uh, he, he's been a certified national recruiter, like yourself, for a number of years. Been very, very successful in recruiting new members. But it's twofold, he, and he's already said it himself. In order for the organization to grow, you have to do two things. You've got to recruit new members, but you've got to retain those new members. Uh, one of the things that we just have to do a much better job on is once we make once we bring somebody into the organization. Now you hear about mentoring all the time. What is simply mentoring? How about just following up with a simple? If you recruited somebody, pick up the phone thirty days after they you you recruited them, and and give them a call, see how they're doing. Have they made if they're especially if they join a local post, have they how they made contact with that post? Is any you know have, are they get them to a meeting? I mean, I I said earlier in our during the interview here that you know. It's not always important to get to the meeting but try to get to the first meeting that they can because they'll swear them in and it gets them around other members of the post to feel comfortable and, and fit in right away. So uh, again, it, nothing worse than recruiting 50,000 new members but 25,000 are going out the back door cuz we're failing to, to keep them and keep them keep engaged with them and, and make them feel that their their membership is valued. So we have to do a much better job and that's the one thing that uh, Commander Chief Borland's already talking about one Recruiting those new members and making sure they were immediately engaging them so they they stick around.
0: Great. Yeah, retention is so critically important. Uh, my, uh, my, my former post, Shalfant, post 3258, great job with uh, a, a program called Let No Vet Sit Alone. And uh, they would engage the new veteran, keep in contact with that new veteran before they get to the, the meeting. And then once they got to the meeting, sit next to that veteran, do a skills inventory, Get that veteran engaged in something in the post to give them a reason to come to the next meeting. Critically important uh, to do that as well. So, so Rick, as, as we wrap up here, if, um, you know, for, for members who are eligible, you know, combat veterans, uh, you know, we're all connected as combat veterans. If they're not a yet a member of this organization, regardless of the war, uh, regardless of the war or how they've earned their eligibility, why would you want to say? Why would they want to come here and spend their time with our this great organization?
1: Well, I think if uh, if they were here today, here at the national convention, they would see uh, our brotherhood and sisterhood in action here and go, "Wow, I, I want to be part of this." I mean, everybody, everybody here is friendly. They say hello to you. Uh, we're all engaging each other. And again, we are this week here in Kansas City is nothing but a community of veterans coming together to, for the business of the organization. The reality is, is that if you're not a member right now, it's easy to get more information and find out about us. So if you call 888-564-6839, or that's 888-JOIN-BFW, uh, we are, we're we're open uh, here in Kansas City, Monday through Friday, 815 to 415 Central Time, or you can shoot us an email at membership-bfw.org at if you'd like to get more information directly from us. If you want to join, there's a couple of different ways you can do it. Uh, you can con- you can join a local post, uh, which is a very easy process. If you uh, you go to uh, vfw.org, vfw.org, and up at the top you'll see a section on there that says "Find a Post." You click on it, it brings you to a different menu. Uh, you type in your zip code, and you can set up your uh, a miles radius of 10 miles, 20 miles, depending. There's obviously, some people live in a very rural areas and whatnot. And you hit the go button, and it basically get, populates all the posts within that mileage radius that you set, where the post is located at, and both the commander and the and the quartermaster's contact information. The quartermaster is basically the financial uh, financial CEO of the of the or the financial uh, I will not say CEO CFO of the post. Excuse me. Uh, he he or she will uh, will get in touch with you, get the uh, get the application completed. Uh, we would need a again. For eligibility for the Veterans of Foreign Wars, uh, if you have a copy of your DD-214, the key thing is uh, service overseas, and and that means being deployed, not so much just being stationed in Germany and whatnot, but actually being deployed to an operational area that you would have earned an expeditionary medal, you would have gotten maybe hostile fire, imminent danger pay. If you were in the Army like you, you may have gotten a combat infantry badge. So there's multiple different ways to be eligible for the VFW. Contact us. We'd be glad to do that. And again, if you want to talk to a local post or join a local post, uh, find a post is the best way to do it. What I would tell you is this: if you, if you put in a like certain rule, certain areas of rural, other areas are very more suburban and whatnot. If you, if a list of four or five posts come up, what I would tell you is this: check them all out. You're going to find the one is the best fit for you. Okay, because you may go to one and it, for some reason. And again, I wish all posts were on equal footing. If there's some posts out there that are just dynamic. And other ones, hey, they're just very traditional. And depending on what you're looking for, especially whatever a veteran you are, uh, find the one that fits you and fits your family. So yeah, that's my best advice. But if you want more information, again, vfw.org or just call my office. Uh, again, Monday through Friday, 815 to 415 Central Time, 888-JOIN-VFW.
0: Well, that's great. And uh, I can tell you, Rick does answer his phone. Uh, oh, actually, Rick Butler, who's the director, Rick McKenna, the associate director, and Corey Hunt who's also uh, or I'm sorry he's the deputy and then you're the or you're the deputy, deputy
1: uh, again, and, uh, Rick Butler so and again we're all veterans we're all members of the organization. Uh, Rick Butler is a retired Navy senior chief. Uh, Corey Hunt is a uh, another Navy senior chief that works uh, this retired works works directly for me. And you talk about as an Air Force guy listening to two of them every morning just makes me laugh because, <laughs> and again, tra- and again, I, I, I poke fun of the Navy because it's, because I say they have amazing traditions. Okay, they just do. Uh, you know, the organization ran almost you know 250 years, and um, it's just incredible the traditions. So the two of them every morning, you know, with, with the love and affection for each other. One walks into the, into the office in the morning and goes, Navy Chief. And the other one goes, Navy Pride. And I'm like, oh, you two crack me up. <laughs> but I'll tell you right now, uh, if you call our office, again, we're a, staff, we're a small staff, staff of six. Um, you call that number I gave you again, 888-JOIN-VFW. Uh, 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 the phone is typically answered by Leticia Cortez. She's our administrator. She does an amazing job and sweet personality. If you have questions about eligibility, Matt Newt, okay, uh, he is my eligibility coordinator, our eligibility coordinator, forgive me. Uh, and I tease him. I tease him. I call him Rayman because he is a walking encyclopedia when it comes to eligibility, history of the military. Um, he's kind of nerdy like that, but, but but thank God we have him because he's just he is an absolute uh, godsend and uh, indispensable member of my team. And so we're very, very fortunate to have him on the team. So no matter who you get a hold of. Uh, you know, we're going to be able to help you get you into the veterans of foreign wars. Or if you're not eligible, we'll see if we can get you, you, you and your family into the auxiliary. Because, again, what do you want to talk about an amazing organization? Uh, the auxiliary. Um, I, I have to, you know, again, I, I, I put my kudos out there. Uh, yesterday during my post develop, our post-development and class, uh, we talked about issues and why posts are struggling. And I'll tell you right now, so anybody's listening out there, if you're a post that's struggling, we'll give you some tools and resources available to help you kind of build your post back up. But if you don't have an auxiliary unit, you need to get one. I'm telling you right now, um, I always have a saying, if you show me a post that's struggling, I'm going to show you a post that probably doesn't have an auxiliary unit. Um, we are, again, I'm I, I, I just. I, I'm very fortunate for the post I belong to. We have a vibrant, strong auxiliary and Everybody is, again, a big family. We all get along. But we couldn't do half the stuff we do, John, if we didn't have a strong auxiliary unit. So... Um, Again, uh, please. If you guys, if you guys have, you guys ever thought about starting one, uh, do it because you guys will not regret it.
0: Absolutely, can't be a family organization without that auxiliary. They are uh, what I call, what I like to refer to as a force accelerator for the organization.
1: Plus the other thing is. is Everybody at my post loves my wife more than they do me. So That's a fact. That's a, that's a fact.
0: Oh, well, that's great. Well, Rick, I, I really appreciate you taking the time here uh, to talk about uh, membership, the importance of it, give a little insight into the national membership team and who you all are, and uh, thank you for what you do and your, what your team does as well.
1: One last thing, if you want to uh, download Commander-in-Chief Borland's National Membership Program, you have to go to VFW.org. If you are a member of the organization, you must have an online membership system account to be able to access it because it's hidden, it's behind a firewall. Uh, but the, uh, the program is back there. If you go to my vfw and click on uh, Recruiting and Retention and get to our page, it's at the very top. It's a blue, it's a blue hyperlink so you can download it into a PDF. Please take some time read it. Uh, there's some great incentives in there. Are you know again? We want to. Re- if you're going to go out and recruit new members at the post level, we want to reward you for all your efforts you're doing. Uh, we have trips that come up every year. Uh, now that we're hopefully completely past COVID, the one thing I'm excited about is the is the DC Legislative Week that comes in March, when the National Commander gives testimony in front of the Joint House and Senate Committee on Veteran Affairs, uh, which is very impassionate. Uh, and then later on in the year, we have a, in May, we have a thing called the Kansas City Spree, which uh, we reward top post, top districts for membership. Where We come in wine and dine you for four days and have an amazing time. There's a lot of other incentives out there as well. So please, I think it's nothing worse than you talk to a member on the phone and said, have you reviewed the, the national membership program? They've never heard of it before, but yet you just told them they won an award. Just think about how much more they probably would have been incentivized if they had a chance to read that. So Great. please, get a chance to read it.
0: Great. Listen, Rick. I really appreciate uh, all of your time, especially the busy convention. I oh, know yeah. that you're going to do that. <laughs> He's going right back to the All American Luncheon. So, uh, on behalf of uh, State Commander Henry Manila, uh, this is John Ott, uh, Pennsylvania Veterans Forward, broadcasting from the 2022 National Convention here in Kansas City. We hope that uh, you keep. We uh, hope you keep watching. Today has been my special guest, Mr. Rick McKenna, Deputy Director of the national membership. We sure hope you have enjoyed this episode of Pennsylvania Veterans Forward, broadcasting from the 2022 National Convention in Kansas City. Join us for episode six, where we speak with a number of different veteran service officers from around the state that assist veterans with claims of assistance uh, in compensation from the Veterans Administration to helping with upgrades of discharges and other issues that veterans face after service. We sure hope you enjoyed this episode, and we look forward to seeing you uh, on the next episode. Again, I'm John Ott on behalf of Pennsylvania Veterans Forward. Thank you for watching and listening.